Beasley with Martin Besser. Our special guest on the show this morning, Executive Mayor of the City of Twane, it is Celia Brink. So we spoke about just now about the... So, so when you come in as a new mayor, you're obviously sitting with all the residual... Uh, the legacy of whoever came before you and, and the, kind of the, the problems they set you up with. Uh, if we're talking about irregular s- expenditure, I mean, over the years we've heard that a lot. Uh, people who mismanaged funds uh, and there was irregular. What is the amount, if you had to think to yourself, in Pretoria specifically, what kind of amount has been mismanaged irregularly? What do you think? Well, How there's, much? there's an exact figure on that. Okay. In the past decade, yeah. a 10 billion rand in irregular expenditure, which means yeah. not money wasted, but money spent in contravention of law. And an additional 10, 10 bil- billion. 10 billion. Now, Martin, that includes stuff that went back way before um, this coalition was in power, even before 2016, stuff like the prepaid smart meters in the city of Tswane. We still have a VAT bill related to a contract concluded back in 2013. So that is the extent mm. of the irregularities. And the, the important point is not to say, oh, I inherited this, uh, woe is me. You, ha- you have to take responsibility. And I was, uh, by the way, on Solim Simanga's uh, mayoral committee. Um, I was there, so I have to take shared responsibility for what we could fix and couldn't fix. But the point is you step into a maelstrom you know, you, you take over an organization with its own culture, its mm. own networks, mm. uh, its own arrangements and personnel. And if you don't then drastically change things, change mm. the culture, sure. then that will sort of start perpetuating itself mm. and you will be drawn into that. And unfortunately, what happened after 2016, because we didn't have, in part because we didn't have a majority in the council, we couldn't make those difficult decisions of personnel to change the culture mm. uh, and in many ways the sins of the past just uh, continue to to be committed is it known within political circles who people are that have been responsible for the most irregular expenditure well i mean why don't yeah. we ever get names so like when someone is an outgoing mayor or an outgoing this or mm. that is there no because that's that's how it happens in real life yeah Sorry, I mean, so people within a company would know so that we've got, was a bad manager, this person cost us that kind of deal. We, we've got these incredibly sophisticated laws. Yeah. You know, world-class laws in terms of uh, managing municipal finances. Okay. But your problem is because the prosecuting authority and the police aren't in the state that they're meant to be, okay. you can see, you know, this person signed off on that expenditure, but you need law enforcement to look into that guy's bank account. You as employer can't see what bribes did you receive. Well, these things get reported. Forensic investigations Mm. get done. Um, I want to give you one example, the Royval Wastewater Treatment Plant, which was in the news recently. Yes. And uh, many people link that with the outbreak of cholera. Um, There was no definitive link, but the fact is that the people of Hamanskral don't have proper drinking water because government after government failed and the last attempt to upgrade the the facility was a botched tender to someone implicated at the Zondo Commission, Edwin Sodi. So the folks... Sorry, I'm going to just pause you there for a second. Botched tender, what does that mean? 
Okay, so irregularly awarded. When I refer to that 10 billion rand of expenditure, that means the tender process wasn't properly followed and also botched because the contractor walked off site. You know, if there was something wrong with the tender and they completed the job, that would have been one thing. We'll still have an investigation. But they fought among each other as a consortium walked off site. Anyway, the point is that the city council last year Mm. adopted a forensic report. Five senior managers are implicated in that report. Disciplinary action is taking place. And now the president has declared, and we've welcomed this, a special investigative unit um, investigation into the upgrade of Roybal. And that means more powers to look into bank accounts to get money back. Uh, for the ratepayers, because the money was there, and I always say that it's not like that we don't have money; it's just mismanaged. Absolutely. So the money was there to upgrade Royval. It was given to someone who who didn't upgrade Royval. Yeah. Well, sixty percent of the the job was done, and then they walked off site. And uh, then, so, yeah. so, and there has to be consequences for that. Um, well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I, I, I think it's time that the, the, the taxpayers and the, and the voters of South Africa. We, we often hear SABC and you, okay, they, the one guy wrote a book about ESCOM, blah, 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 blah. But it's just time that we know. Yeah. Because mm. what happens is if, you, if, they, if they remain nameless, it feels like they just pop up somewhere else. Yeah. That's true. The risk I have is if I say names here, uh, people can use that at the CCMA and the Labour Court to say uh. the mayor, the mayor uh, singled me out. But those investigations are taking place. And Martin, one important thing that I do want to share with you and with the folks of Twane is that we've now moved the head of supply chain out of her position. Okay. Now, supply chain is the tender division. Uh-huh. And uh, my view, which I'm going to have to be very careful of because of the labor issues, is that that is where many of the things have gotten rotten in Swane, where a lot of the waste happens. It's the head of the spider and uh, we will be acting uh, with vicious resolve uh, in order to clean out supply chain management. Can you imagine for a moment with the funds that we have available in South Africa, if those funds are managed properly? Wow. Do you know the difference in this country? Yeah, massive. Do you have any idea how we can build Infrastructure, yeah. Yeah. Hospitals. Mm Upgrade. It is absolutely mind blowing. Ten billion. Yeah. Only twenty. Well, I, I'm very curious. Do we know or have any idea how much wastage occurs on, say, an annual basis for a metropolitan like twenty? So um, it is in the in the region of the hundreds of millions. But if you count all of these things together, and it's technical terms. So, for instance, irregular expenditure doesn't necessarily mean the thing didn't get built. Yes. It just didn't follow the right procedure. But when it's fruitless and wasteful expenditure, that basically means this money was spent. It served no purpose. It delivered no value. And that's really what we have to look at. And if you count all of the municipalities, the irregular expenditure, fruitless and wasteful, blah, 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 all of those things together that would build significant infrastructure for the poor. It will uh, upgrade our wastewater treatment plants, our electricity substations. So corruption is not a victimless crime. And it's very important that we don't accept it. Oh, but corruption, it it happens. It always happens. That can't be accepted because it has an effect on the developmental role of the state, on the quality of your water, your electricity, whether you have a road to drive on, whether your children... Uh, in fact, grow up in the conditions that they can move up in life. Hundreds of millions of rands yeah. per year. 
All right, so let's get into those questions. First question. I'd like to find out where I can send photographs and information about road signs and traffic lights that are not working. There's an intersection on the N1, Old Joburg Road, where there are three robots that have been uprooted over the years, and it is a literal death trap. The tow trucks park there because they know that accidents are about to happen. So um, traffic lights at swanet.gov.za, but also use our social media platform on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. We're there. Uh, but I want to give additional advice, and that is to get in touch with the ward councillor. Now, I, many ward councillors, residents would say, well, I don't get answers from the ward councillor and so forth. But keep on demanding because the ward councillors are there to assist you to escalate your issues through the bureaucracy. Uh, and to give you a definitive answer. So we couldn't fix the traffic light because there isn't money or there's some other plan or, in fact, it's just uh, people not doing their work and I will go and and, and chase them up. Uh, So the the ward councillors in in that particular area, uh, it might be Cindy Bilson, it might be Peter Sutton, but it's very important. Get on those ward councillor groups. Know who your ward councillor is because that's the face uh, that, that makes the sort of, you know, faceless bureaucracy uh, interact more effectively with with residents don't feel bad if they want to put their face on a poster they know <laughs> no it's true when they put their face on a poster you must know it's yes. going to come with a lot of slip yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and in many instances these are incredible people they work really yeah. really hard um and and some of them even get threatened uh, for, for things out of their control but that's why they're there to to serve yeah. communities uh, and to give feedback our ward councillors on the state WhatsApp group as well. I'm like, yes, dude, I don't know if I would do that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it takes a lot. We've got so many questions to move through. Here's another quick one, and this is a this is a very big one at the moment. With the latest strike, it's noticeable that our city has been quite a bit of a mess in terms of waste management. In the area where I stay, we've got a big problem with one of the garden refuge removal sites. Even though you report illegal dumpsters there's very little that's been done against those people what is the future for refuse removal in our city because it is a mess so martin let me just talk about the mess um, and exactly what's happening Uh, as part of this uh, unprotected strike there have been attacks on our waste removal trucks these things are operated by contractors mostly contractors of the city and each time a waste removal truck is torched the contractor withdraws from the area. That then causes a waste to pile up and for a catch-up plan over the weekend that has to be devised. And we've been locked in this cycle for three months now, Mm. which is why I've said that we are dealing with an attack on the state more than a labor dispute. So that's the waste issue. And we've also had fires being started, arson, at these uh, dump uh, sites. And it's part of the strategy to cause the chaos so that the city can come to a negotiating table and say, oh no, let's let's talk about this. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And we've now escalated the matter to the Hawks, uh, to the unit that deals with attacks on the state. But to answer the question, what is the future of waste collection? We are running out of dump sites, the, the traditional way of, of old fashioned way of putting garbage uh, in the ground. We're going to have to look at stuff like incinerators, mm. um, even waste to energy uh, projects potentially. The city recently said two of our sites where we have uh, coal-fired power plants are going to be leased to the private sector. 
And one of them, Pretoria West, is potentially a good site to put a waste-to-energy plant. So we're going to have to look at those things. Unfortunately, South Africa does not have a culture of recycling. Mm. And it's very difficult if you don't have separation at source to have a perfectly recycled value chain. But uh, we are going to have to look at that as well. Maybe get some intermediaries to recycle for people. But it's an it's a expensive and complicated business. For now, though, what is the immediate answer to this? Do people find their own contractors? Do estates or suburbs or communities possibly? I mean, we often I don't, we don't have time right now, but I mean, I, I honestly firmly believe that the future of many of, many of these pers- uh, municipalities would be private and yeah. public uh, collaboration. collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is this not a great opportunity for us to, 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 to well, we're forced into a model of doing something. Yes. What, what are the options there for suburbs? Let's take a suburb or an area that has this problem with, with refuse. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an immediate solution Yeah. from your side of what you can do. So, so obviously, Martin, I'm very careful in telling folks, go move your own waste because those same people are paying rates and taxes and charges uh, and as the mayor, I would rather say to them, we've got a catch-up plan. Okay. And we are working really hard on that catch-up plan. Um, even doing waste collection at the weekends. And I know that there are places that hasn't had waste collection for a month. But to us, the solution to this is going to be to break the violence, to break the criminality. And in fact, I don't want to give too many details. But there is a senior union leader who we have evidence of who is implicated in these attacks and we believe that if that evidence is broken because it is with law enforcement that it is going to bring an end to this it's but like, you're quite right no. we're going to have to look at alternative models in future it's just in the midst of a crisis when you're trying to hold the city together and and also remember that um we have a system in this country where property contributions uh, you know people who pay for services cross subsidize services to the poor and what these strikers are doing is to get many people to say, oh, I don't get service. I'm just not going to pay. And that is going to break the state apart if Even that more. isn't stopped. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's the poor that's going to suffer. But, of course, we have to look at those folks who also pay you know, on time yeah. to protect the interests. But this is our common interest. This is but what we're protecting as a South African community. Th- I'm sorry, but this reminds me of mafia tactics back in the day in America where they were kind of like – You'd have a shop and they'd come in and they'd demand that you pay uh, unless, uh, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you it would be broken down or ruined. It's very much, yes, it's yeah. mafia tactics. So for the record, I have to mention that the unions have denied any culpability in this. Um, although we have been able to obtain an interdict against Samu, which has been made permanent with a cost order. And if there wasn't any evidence of their involvement, we wouldn't have been able to get that court order. But it's really important that responsible union leaders now stand up and say, I am aware that this faction or this individual is driving this. Here, here is the details because what is at stake in Tswane is not just services this month. It is jobs. If, if this thing drags on, our financial distress will be deepened and it will affect job security. So uh, it is important that responsible leaders now stand up and, and, and say so far, but, but no, no further than this. Just in closing on this topic, I... I honestly think that it's important for you and all mayors, politicians in our country, and it's not about finger pointing. It is about accountability. We need to know these things because otherwise people are going to just immediately think it's you. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. 
um, I think it's, it's very important that we know that those things make the headline. Yeah. So-and-so is being investigated. Because the, that's how it works for any South African. Yeah. If someone is pointed out uh, or someone is being sued, you name them. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If it's got to that point, because as you say, there must be evidence to get to that point. Yes. Um, so, so the more we know, information is going to be power because I think that South Africa, the average South African has no clue what happens yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then on social media, we see the chaos. But other politicians are very, very good in rerouting us mm. all the time, all the time. Even the, the Hamas crawl thing, mm. people try to make it look like it's you. Yeah. Okay, you were part of Solly's administration, you know, yeah. then goes much deeper than that. So anyway, but uh, information here is power. In short, you working on it. We've got to trust that you, you've got a game plan here. For now, be patient with the refuse situation. Please be patient. Hold us yeah. to account. Um, stay in touch with your ward councillor. Yeah. We do try to communicate, Martin, and, and it's very important to mention that, that communicating is not separate from government. Communicating is communication is part. It's a central part of governance. Uh, I've tried my very best uh, to communicate as, as, as best as we can. I like your videos. They, thank they, you. They, 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 right. they come Great. onto my, my WhatsApp groups. <laughs> Wonderful. No, we've, we've, we've tried that. And if there's any suggestions of how we can communicate better, yeah. uh, please please send them along. Well, you can go visit us more. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're not done with you yet. There are a couple of more questions. A right. <laughs> couple of more questions coming in. We've got the executive mayor of Chwane on the show this morning, Sylvia Brink. 0848-850-9942. You're with your own family. Breakfast with Martin Bester. We are hanging with the executive mayor of Chwane, Sylvia Brink, in the atelier volgend. I can believe him so. So many questions are to get Sylvia. So here is the volgend. What are we doing about... The squatters that are just pitching their houses everywhere in Redfontein area. We seriously, seriously have a problem. Property values are dropping and we are not getting any, any feedback from Tswane Metro or from the Tswane. Could you guide us in the right direction to address this matter, please? Um, that is a major problem for municipalities, is unlawful land occupation. What makes it more complicated are the laws and the jurisprudence. Because if the municipality wants to apply to evict folks who have been living on our land, we've got to provide alternative accommodation mm. within a certain radius. And I know that the, the leaders in Joburg, uh, the city leaders in Joburg mentioned that the tragedy in, in Marshalltown was in part due to how difficult it is to get evictions. And, mm. and they've said many wild things that I don't want to defend. But what I can confirm is that the laws are written against property owners, but especially municipalities. We don't have the money to provide alternative accommodation for everybody that finds themselves in a land grab situation. Many times, uh, the folks that have to be resettled aren't even citizens of the country. Mm. And that adds an additional layer of complexity. Uh, how do you handle that? Because we're not home affairs. So... Uh, it is a major problem. The key is going to be to prevent unlawful occupation from happening in the first place, yeah. which is why developing land is very important. Mm. Fill in the open pieces of land in urban areas because there is a shortage of land. People do flock to the cities in hope of a better life, of job opportunities. They do work for the folks that live in the area. Yeah. And uh, it, it is important for us to, to then have effective law enforcement, but uh, also then to ask private landowners as well 
if you're an absentee landlord, make sure that you've empowered your neighbor to go and make a case of trespassing on your behalf. Uh, okay. Because many of these parcels of land aren't government-owned land, but private land, where uh, we don't even have the authority without a power of attorney okay. from the property owner to act. So if there is a, a particular uh, spot that is a concern... Uh, first thing to find out is a government land or private land. Yeah, so that's it, important. And, and if it's private land, who owns that land? Uh, and then it's going to become their challenge. There is a 48-hour window. Uh, let me call it a, a window of opportunity where if folks have erected a permanent structure and are there for 48 hours, you need a court order to have them removed. So oh. it's very important. The first step when, when land is grabbed is to go to the police station and to make a case of trespassing. There and then, the within property, yeah, 48 hours. Within 48 hours. Okay. Um, and, and, and you know, it's not cruel to, and inhumane to say so, because when you have people who settle on land that's not suitable for human habitation, that gets flooded, that doesn't have a serious reticulation, exactly. it's not the nasty message to say, let's fight land grabs. It is simply making sure that we don't have a situation such as uh, in Mamalodi where you've had flood victims uh, because of grabbing of land mm. on a floodplain. Because you'll be blamed. You'll be blamed. You, you have an accountability as well. And, and you want to save human life. I mean, we want people to, to flourish. People come to the city in hope of a better life. It's not always the reality. Um, but without proper planning and infrastructure and making sure that the land is safe, um, it, it is a recipe for a human tragedy. It is sad. It is a sad situation that you are that desperate in the first place. Yeah. But those people in the know also have a responsibility to make better decisions sometimes on people's behalf. Well, it, it it's really a, is. A potentially averting even further disaster. Yeah, exactly. No lack, well, lack of services. You can't get emergency services personnel mm, into... Putting resources uh, under stress. Oh, you can't do anything. Yeah. Who? This is a big one. Uh, one of the last questions. How can I be charged for a service that was not rendered? I understand the whole issue with the strikes and all of that. And I understand the whole financial crisis. But surely it's illegal to charge me for a service and expect me to pay if it wasn't delivered. That's probably the most difficult question I've had to face over and over in this uh, three-month strike. The simple answer, which obviously I know is not popular, is that it's not just about lifting the bin. It's about maintaining the whole value chain, maintaining the landfill site, um, procuring further landfill sites, uh, maintaining that whole infrastructure. But I do understand um, people who pay expect a service, and if that service is not regularly provided, they are angry. Uh, unfortunately, it is a tax, and if we have a tax revolt, uh, that will bring down the city of Tswane quicker than any strike uh, possibly can. And maybe that's the agenda behind all of this, but I can only make the commitment we'll continue fighting, we'll continue trying to improve the service to catch up, um, but we're not in a situation, a financial situation, where we can say, uh, sorry, you know, you, you, don't need to, you don't need to pay. The thing I like about you is I think you were a critical thinker from what I read um, since a very young age. At the age of 11, you wrote a letter to the DA. What, yeah, what did you tell them? I started writing letters to the newspapers. I mean, growing oh. growing up in Palaborva. Who's that guy? Before. I'm, I'm one of, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Maybe not exactly that guy. 
Um, but you know, it's good though. Gr- growing up uh, in, before Twitter and social media and all this stuff, you you, you got your news from the newspaper, sure. from the physical one, uh, and you know, internet connection was patchy and so on. So that that was my form of political activism, uh, living um, far from from the city or you know uh, other political geeks uh, and uh, I saw a nickname did you write under uh, like a pseudonym no I wrote to my own name oh really yeah because you've got two surnames do you have a nickname I don't you don't have a nickname we'll no. work on it what yes. is your DJ name again uh, DJ Villabos <laughs> Villabos <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, Celia. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, DJ Extra Click over there. And what was I again? DJ, DJ Party Knob. <laughs> <laughs> so we're great with giving nicknames. Yeah, yeah. They're great nicknames. Really. So sorry, you wrote to the newspaper, and then you, but you also wrote a letter to the DA. Yeah, well, I wrote to the, the newspaper attacking the DA, and then somebody realized, uh, you know, this, this guy that's attacking the party uh, is is a 11-year-old, 13-year-old later, you know, this, this kid... What is he doing? Yeah. Is he an apparatchik of some other party? And then they realized no. Um, and I actually met Tony Leon. Uh, and later I joined the party. And that's the wonderful thing about the DA. Many people who have uh, criticized the party before, my friend and colleague uh, Solim Samanga, he had the same experience. He wrote uh, an angry letter to the DA saying, you guys don't know how to campaign. And somebody phoned him back and said, uh, do you want a job to help us uh, do that uh, more effectively? Okay. So that's a good thing. Just on the nickname, I just thought about this. Uh, early on in the strike, I referred to a wildcat strike, which is, you know, in labor talk, people know what a wildcat strike is. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, in this country, the word wildcat is not so well understood. So you had this whole group of cut. people who said, yeah, the mayor's calling us wildcats. <laughs> so so maybe I should uh, take that, uh, that that brand for myself. Or call me the wildcat. I, I, can, I can live with that. I'm not sure if you're allowed to pick your own uh, nickname. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a matter of whether it we, it sticks or not. It's, yeah. 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 We, 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 can, we can campaign for suggestions. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> on 084-850-0942. talking about campaigns, um, Cola and I have been... Um, very, very actively um, campaigning for the wearing of shorts to work. Hmm. I always say, read the room. It's South Africa. Pretoria is the minister two degrees warmer than Johannesburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Pretoria yeah. is like a warm. Palaborva is even more. Jeez. But uh, why are people still in a country like South Africa, on a continent like Africa, not embracing? I think some of our friends you know, further up north, have embraced it. They do those one-piece one short suits. Yes. You've seen? Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which even then, because it embraces, it's linen, it's nice and light. They feel like it's formal. It's shorts. Would you <laughs> mind one morning going to the office in, in, in nice shorts? Can you know shorts? Like a shorts, met a kraag en Yeah. Like if you can rock it, just one morning. Yeah, and take a picture and send as, it to as us. long as you don't call me Courtbrook, which yeah. has got certain <laughs> connotations in politics. It's already been taken, so that's, <laughs> it's okay. already taken. All right, good. As jij, as jij, well, as it I, court court jean pant is dan gewoon. Zullen we gaan brug? 
You're going to get advice from places that you never thought you were going to get advice from, my friend. <laughs> now, listen, we can go on and on. There is so much to discuss. Please come back um, to, to, to the shows that we can pick up on, on all those questions, obviously. We've only got, I think we've only touched um, <laughs> some of the questions that have come through this morning. And thank you very much for your questions that have come through for the mayor. Thank you for your time on the show this morning. Um, it was great meeting you. In alles van die beste sterkte. I know it is late. I know it's complicated, but in my heart, I do believe that you're taking it personally. Yeah. And I really do love that because I really feel there are too many politicians, and I don't know if it's a sense of comfort that you will get another job anyway. I don't know if it's that. I don't know what makes them feel uh, like they have to take it less personally because they can just move on from whatever just happened. But somehow I think you're taking it personally. I want to believe that. And uh, start. Baie dankie Martin, en dankie dat jy my uitgenoe het. Ek sal enige tyd terugkom. Wees jy brink. Baie, baie dankie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you with your own family? Breakfast with Martin Bester.